JD Talking Sports, Thursday, February 9th, 2017. Snow day today for me. Two hour delay tomorrow at the school I'm working at. It's all right. Just watched Duke UNC and UNC lost. 86-78 at Cameron on Coach K Court. So pissed. So pissed. Sorry, Isaac. Yeah. I'll tell you. I thought they had it. I thought they were going to pull it out. You know, I'd be, you know, I'd have a lot to talk about today. I'd be kind of psyched and all that. And boom. I think it was, what, they were down by a point at the half. Were they, was, were they up at the half? You know what? It's kind of that back and forth game until it wasn't back and forth anymore. Really pissed me off. I just, it was like a tease. I just was like, this is the year they're going to do it. Yeah, they were down by one at the half. Goddamn. You know, this is the thing. I had never been a UNC fan before. Okay, a little bit about myself. I have a Master's of Fine Arts from UNC Chapel Hill. Never really even been a fan of UNC. When UNC played the Fab Four, I was rooting rooting for Michigan back then. And then I got into school. I always hated Duke. And it was like meant to be because I always hated Duke. And then I got to UNC. Never been down north, down south in my whole life. Never even been in the state of North Carolina my whole life. Fell in love with barbecue. Fell in love with the life. Friend took me to New Orleans. Greatest week of my life. Gumbo Chef took me. He saw Lego Batman tonight. He said it wasn't as good as the first one. I kind of agree. I, I think the first one probably was going to be better. Even though I really don't want to see movies about Lego characters. That's just me. But I digress. And then I got to UNC and I became a... Yeah. I sucked right in. I, I, I loved it. I was there. I started the spring of my first year in 97. Dean Smith retired. And I remember Lucy Gray, one of the girls I went to grad school with, her boyfriend, Ben, who was now her husband, was like crushed. It was said it was like losing a family, family member. That's what he said. He was like losing a family member. And I was like, you know, they made the Final Four my first year. They made the Final Four my second year. Then the third year, I mean, Coach Guthridge took over the second year, and that was, I was there with Carter and Jameson for two years, then they left, and I thought that second year that I, they were there together, that was their junior year, and Jameson was, it was 1997, eight, 98 season, 98, he was ACC player of the year, national player of the year, ACC tournament, Carter turns out to be a beast, and then they freaking lose to Utah in the national semifinals, I mean, how does that happen, how do, how do you lose to Utah? Kills me. Yeah. And Utah ended up losing the final that year. You know, and I'm blanking on who they... It was the ninth year. Yeah, it, it was just... I, I just realized that. I didn't. I don't remember. And I remember I, I was I was having good at parties and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, you know, this is going to be the year. Good things are going to happen. And boom, no. They lost in the semis, and I was like, and two, so two years in a row. Two years in a row, they lose in the freaking. How, how does that happen? How do, you, how do you lose? And I was like, I was devastated. I really was. It took me, Kentucky beat Utah in the final. <laughs> Utah, which should have never even made the damn, you know, it had one of those great years. 
There's no way Jameson and Carter shouldn't have, shouldn't have happened. And then my last year there, Duke goes 16-0 in the ACC. Adamola Okalaja was a senior then, and he didn't really play that much. He was the star. UNC, my last year there, lost to Weber State, the 13th seed in the first round, 76-74. That's how my three years ended at North Carolina. But the good thing is, the great thing about that year, I went to my only UNC-Duke game at the Dean Dome. You had, to wait, you had to get there early in the morning. And I remember Lucy Gray's husband, Ben, again, I was with that that, that, that day too. And he said to me, this is today when you see the good-looking girls because it's too early in the morning. They're not going to get all made up with makeup and everything. And I, you know, I take that to heart. When you see a woman in the morning, it really shows a lot about a woman. It really does. And man, there were some good-looking girls there. It ends up, we get blown out by 20, 81-61 in the game. It was a, it was the final game of the season for the, the Tar Heels. Then we then the, we made the final of the ACC tournament that year, and we lost by 96-73. And think about it. They had Will, William Avery, who left school early, and Coach K was pissed about. Shane Batty was a freshman. Elton Brand was a freshman. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Battier and Brand were sophomores. Corey McGetty was a freshman. You had Nate James. He also went pro, sophomore. And the senior was Trajan Langdon. And you had Chris Carwell. He didn't end up playing, but he he got drafted in the pros too. And they lost that year, the final, to Connecticut, 77-74. And I was with my buddy Gumbo Chef, remember, watching the game, and I was going to drive to Duke's campus and just honk my horn. It made the whole season worth it. Because Duke went all the way and then lost in the championship game. I was I was very happy. And then tonight, actually UNC and Duke, UNC is now up 134-109 in the all-time series. But now in the last 97 games, it broke the tie. They had been 48-40 and 40 at the last 96. Duke now, and Duke has won 12 of the last 15 against UNC. Just really pisses me off. really pisses me off. And and this, think about this. There's some interesting stats. 143rd straight game between the two teams. At least one team was ranked. And 24 of the last 35 Final Fours has had UNC or Duke in it. And they've combined for nine national championships. UNC took the loss. 21-5, 9-3 in the conference. Duke went to 19-5, 7-4 in the ACC. And my my least favorite Dookie, Grayson Allen, 25, 7 of 12 on threes. Luke Kennard had 20. UNC was led by Justin Jackson, who was a nice shot, 21. And Joel Berry, the second, had 15. A lot of crazy drives at the end. And they couldn't hit a free throw. Couldn't hit a free throw. They were free. I looked at uh, 10 of 18 on free, on free throws. Duke was 13 of 16. Three-pointers. UNC, 4 of 12. Duke, 13-27. Do the math right there. 27-point difference on three points. Seven for 12 in the second half. Grayson Allen, seven to 12 on threes. How about that? Yeah, and I thought they were going to pull it close. No. That's all I have to talk about. Duke and UNC. You know what? It just put me in a bad mood tonight. I'll tell you. It doesn't matter in the tournament. If UNC loses, as long as Duke loses, it's a chance. it's Christmas for me every year. I never like Duke. 
I was even in a bar one time with the head Utah coach right now, who's the head of the and I had said something about a player, and that was one regret I always had. I never, I never liked him as a coach. I never liked him as a player, and there was something about him. He'd gotten in trouble with the. He was Missouri's head coach. I'm blanking on his name. Quinn Snyder was at the damn bar. We were at top of the hill. Quinn Snyder was at the bar, and I was saying something about. I uh, Wojciechowski. I just he just bothered me, and I said something, and he goes, "Hey, not nice to talk about him." Now he's he's in a U he's in a UNC bar as a Duke guy, and I remember that was the one time I kept my mouth shut, and I really should have said something because I never really liked him. He had this kind of something about him, bad energy. I'm very good at reading people. He had a very bad energy. Energy. I was never a fan of him, and I should have shot back at him. And I'm usually quick like that, and I didn't. You shouldn't have regrets in life. The one regret I have is I never played football, and I always wanted to play football, but I never did. But I digress. Yeah, JD talking sports. Drop the G. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe on iTunes. Love to hear from you. I talk about a plethora of sports. Plethora. I'm going to cover. I got some football. I got some baseball, basketball. You know, hockey sometimes. MMA, boxing, tennis. You name it. Women's cover too. I try to cover everybody if I can. And I take the, day, the headlines I see during the day, and I try to talk about them. And yeah, got a little carried away with UNC today, Duke. But it's a big rivalry. I went to school there, alma mater. And, and this, this loss is going to stay with me a while because I thought UNC could have, could have taken it today. I really do. I really do. They were the better team. They've had a better season. And you know what? Every year it feels like they're that. Well, hey, they made the finals last year. But I thought they never played it to, up to their potential. And I thought today they played pretty good ball. But the three killed them. And I, I think they're a better team than, than Duke. They do. I think better athletes. Doesn't matter. Didn't get the win today. Got to get the. Got to get. Got to get their shit together, man. It's almost tournament time. If you're gonna make a play, make a play. And they're number eight in the country, losing to number eighteen Duke. Can't do that. You got to win these games on the road. You have to win on the road, because the tournament, every game's on a neutral court. Have to show up. Hopefully, they'll learn from this. Something good will happen. We shall see. Yeah. All right, Knicks. Spike Lee, not a fan of Phil Jackson. They're going to play tomorrow night. They're going to host the 23 and 29 Nuggets. They are 22 and 32, 10 games under. But Spike Lee says, I'll pack Phil's bags for him. He still believes in Carmelo. It's good to know that he's got his back. Now, Charles Oakley, after the fiasco at the Garden last night, said he's a Nick fan for life. And MJ checked in on him. Phil actually reached out to Michael Jordan to call Oakley. Oakley played with the Knicks 88 through 98, and then they had kind of like, uh, got sent to Toronto when they brought in Camby. And he was pissed. But he still, he's wanted to be a coach with the Knicks forever, but it hasn't happened. He feels the Knicks need a jump, Oakley said. And uh, when the Knicks yesterday put out the press release saying they hoped he get some help soon, he said it was another smack in his face. That's what Oakley felt. And I agree. I thought that was a bunch of bull, you know, ridiculous. And he, Oakley feels the Knicks are pissed because he, he steered LeBron away from the Knicks, which was a very good move. Not, you know what? He went home, smart move. Knicks, he, he would be dealing with mediocrity right now. And Oakley said when he goes to Knicks games, you know, he, someone's almost following him around to see what he's going to say to the press. In 2012, he called out Carmelo and Amari Stoudemire. And said, best two guys don't make people around them. 
better. Wow. Amari Stoudemire. That's, that's, oof. and back on November 1st, 2016, he uh, tried to get at least 15 people to help him set up a meeting with Dolan, the owner. Didn't happen. Barry Watkins, the spokesman for MSG, said Oakley is his own worst enemy. But he did get some love today. LeBron, Chris Paul, D. Wade all showed support for Oakley on social media. The realest person our league has seen, Uncle Oak. And then you have Phil Jackson, the shit show. Just, you know, you know. listen, I don't get this. He tweets out, so after starting a firestorm, he did some and it, emojis. I'm th- I think after, you know, that's the thing. He's emoji. You're, you're not a young guy. Emojis are for kids. Actually, I emoji. So maybe it's uh, with a, he said, so after starting a firestorm with a misunderstood tweet, I offer this, and he offered a peace symbol. Our society is torn with discord. I'm against it. Let it be. And I'm telling myself, didn't you cause most of this? All this, actually? And how are you misunderstood? And how about instead of 140 characters, which is all they give you on Twitter, why don't you go to the press or just shut the fuck up? It sounds like passive-aggressive shit to me. I mean, honestly, you put it out there and now you're picking it back that you were mis... How were you misunderstood? I mean, I I would love to to hear how you were misunderstood. You had an article put out... You backed up the article. You basically said that a leopard's not going to change his spots, that he basically isn't a team player, that he only cares about himself. And now it's misunderstood. I would love to hear how it's misunderstood instead of 140 characters with some stupid emojis on it with a peace symbol and then let it be from a, what a, is that a Beatles song or something? No, it doesn't work for me. You know what? I've, 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 I read the Kobe book that, you know, I know he has a big ego. You know, on, he's got 11 rings. And I think he thinks, as an executive, he can go anywhere and anything he does will turn to gold. Well, if you polish a turd, it's still a turd. And he, he hey, you got Porzingis, that's one good thing. But other than that, it's been a shit show. And you got a franchise 10 games under in the biggest media market in the world. You gave a no-trade clause to Carmelo Anthony. What are you doing? What the fuck are you doing here, man? Nothing. This is an embarrassment that the New York market has such a crappy team. It is. It is a turd here. You got Porzingis. You, I mean, it, it's not working. I never thought hey, Carmelo got his money. Good for him. Does he make the players around him better? No, not even close. Even his best year, 52 wins, one, one playoff series. That's it. That's all they've won, one playoff series. Last couple of years, 32 and 50 last year, 22 and 32 this year. Not good. And, and check his record. What's he won? Like since since he took over as president, they've won terrible winning percentage. I mean, te- I, I had I had the stat. What was it? Ninety. I mean, it it it, it just goes on. It's te- it's it's just it's a miss. It was misunderstood. I would love to know how it was misunderstood. I would love, I think you should have a press conference or something. Write an article. I don't go, write an editorial, something. Give, give me something. Give me something. Yeah, here it is. Here it is. Let's, let's see what the record is. Oh, that's just all these things he did. That doesn't really help me. Sorry, folks. I was trying to find Yeah, I was trying to find it was it's 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 not good. 
it's just it's just it's 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 a mess yeah i'm done talking about that all right hey you know what let's talk about another franchise that's uh going downhill fast jets i love rich samini espn he brings up some good points he said how many jets would start for the patriots right now leonard williams he said james carpenter okay started every game for the jets last year and he said, maybe on Muhammad Wilkerson, Sheldon Richardson, and Brian Winters. I think even that's saying a lot. They only have six draft picks and not expected to get any compensatory picks this year. If they try to trade Sheldon Richardson, they might get a third-round pick from him. Now, compared to the Browns, Browns have 13 picks, four in the first two rounds. Now, Todd Bowles wants a balanced offense, you know, needs a running game. Quarter- they don't have a quarterback. So I don't know what they're talking about a balancer. And the line isn't that great. You have Carpenter, you have Williams, you have Mangold who's hurt. Ijelana is a free agent. But overall, line is a mess. They had some good, actually, they didn't run the ball badly last year, but they don't have a quarterback. One division title in 17 years on a Woody Johnson. That's not going to cut it. And Sumini feels that Bowles is going to have to be a miracle worker in a must-year win with a new offensive coordinator, new quarterback coach, and a quarterback you don't even... I mean... <laughs> but supposedly the Jets aren't going to go after Jay Cutler per ESPN, but they might go after Tyrod Taylor and Mike Lennon. Mike Lennon, 5-13 record with the Bucks, 2013 third-round pick, number 73 at NC State, over 59% completion, 30 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, 84.6% passer rating. Okay. Better than what they have now. I'd give him a shot. And I like Manish Mehta at New York Daily News. Said the Jets should suck for Sam. That's Sam Darnold, USC. He's eligible for the 2018 draft, along with UCLA quarterback Josh Rosen. He's a redshirt freshman this past year. Went 9-1 and one at USC. And then he had that 453, five touchdowns, and the Rose Bowl win versus Penn State. That was one of the best games I've seen. 9-1 and one as a starter. 31 touchdowns, nine interceptions. He's going to be a Heisman, Heisman candidate this year. Now, you have a Jet team, Josh, Josh, Josh John Morton, taking over, new offensive coordinator. He's taken over the 27th-ranked passing offense last year. They were dead last in passer rating, 67 and change. And only the Browns, Texans, and Rams threw fewer touchdown passes than the Jets last year. Now, the brain trust of the Jets is saying that Bryce Petty is really an NFL backup, and Hackenberg is going to have need a one more season of development and under a new system. But Meta is not getting, uh, Manish Meta did not get good feedback on him for Hackenberg in the future. And maybe they're having buyer's remorse. He shouldn't have spent a second round draft pick on this guy. I mean, look at it. You got the Knicks, Knicks. Hey, thank God baseball's coming because Jets, hey, and the Giants had a good year, but, but the negativity right now, you have Oakley last night, the Knicks, and then, uh, I'm not even going to get into freaking Phil Jackson again. That's ridiculous. That's what's going on. And 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 then we have golf. Tiger Woods saying it's unlikely he'll ever feel great again due to multiple back and knee injuries throughout career. Says he's always sore and he'll never feel great. But once he competed at the Masters, April 6th through 9th, 2017. Hey, it sucks getting old. I'll tell you right now. I shoveled today. That was some heavy goddamn snow. Very heavy. That hurt. But I, but I survived. I survived, <laughs> and that's what Tiger Woods. I think all the all the golf playing and all that, and 
and having a little, having a lot of fun too. Things happen, right? Hey, Tiger, I'm rooting for you. Oh, and the Marlins might sell for $1.6 billion per Forbes. And you know who uh, they said might be buying the team? Who? Who? Jared Kushner, his dad, might be buying the team. All right. Now, this is the thing. That's who they were talking about. They're saying it was a New York-based real estate developer. But the thing is, they said a lot of his net worth is tied up into real estate. And he could actually have more debt than that Major League Baseball will be comfortable with. Now, this is the thing. Jeffrey Laura bought the team for $158 million in 2002. And they have the new stadium, over $500 million. But they had the lowest attendance in the National League last year, 21405 They have Giancarlo Stanton. So maybe. But how about that? You buy the team for a buck fifty-eight, and you sell it for over a billion. Now, they said this might be a little high, might be lower. Still, he's... Jeffrey Loria, who's a, well, isn't he an arts dealer? He's going to do all right. And you know, Florida fans are fickle, man. They're hard to please sometimes. But man, how about the, you know, they, they have labor peace into 2021. They have the new revenues through the roof right now. I mean, money's flowing in. They had that great World Series with the Cubs. Who wouldn't want to, that, that city in Florida is supposed to be gorgeous. And he got a slugger. And he, Mattingly's a good manager. But they've been doing fire sales with players. I'd love to be an owner. I, yeah. Hey, I'll tell you. They let me be the owner of the Milwaukee, Milwaukee Bucks. I'd take it. And they're going to have a good team. I'm going to talk about them a little bit. Tonight, the... Actually... Russell Westbrook led the Thunder to a 118-109 win over LeBron, who had 18 points in the Cavs. Russell Westbrook, 26th triple-double. Tied for third most. How about that? 118-109. Love at 15, James at 18. Kyrie Irving is a beast, man. 28. How about that? Yeah, Westbrook, 11 for 27. 29 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists. Seven turnovers. Almost had a quadruple. That's what they, he's had a couple games, too, where he's had 10 turnovers, including triple-double. 26th triple-double, third most ever in a season. And we have played how many games? How many games has he played so far? They won tonight. Tonight was their 55th game. 26 in 55 games. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And today... On February 9th, 1992, Magic Johnson won the All-Star Game MVP, 25 points, 9 assists, 5 rebounds, 3 months after retiring due to contracting HIV. Remember that. I had, the t- I had it on VHS forever. Remember the game was in Orlando, Florida. I didn't remember that Vanilla Ice, the halftime show. West won 153-113. It was Magic's last game. He actually beat Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan in 101 showdowns. It had 3 at the end. With like 14 seconds left, they let the clock run out. God, it feels so long ago. I loved watching Magic play. I remember when that happened. I was like, holy crap. I remember I read the Kobe book called Showtime, and he was devastated. I mean, I, mean, I remember there was a kid, Rod, I used to grow up with. I went there for Sunday pasta dinner, and I'd watch the Lakers-Celtics NBA Finals games with him. He was a big Laker fan. 
show. T- I, I mean, Jan- I was once in top of the hill in, in Chapel Hill, and I was getting a drink, and next to me, and he, he was a, he was huge. James Worthy. I couldn't even talk. I shook his hand. I said, "Man, I, I love you." I think I said, "I love you." <laughs> That's what I always say when I meet these athletes. Sometimes I, I, I love you. I love you. Such a great. Yeah, what a dork I am sometimes. <laughs> And Jabari Parker out 12 months after tearing ACL and left knee Wednesday. My buddy uh, Ben feels that having the same injury, ACL tear, in the same knee twice could affect him. He may never be the same player. And he was averaging over 20 points career high this year. Happened last night in a 106-88 loss to the Heat, who won their 12th straight. Bucks fell at 22-29. Heat improved to 23-30. and Happened in the third quarter. He thought he hyperextended it. Same thing happened his rookie year, 25 games. After 25 games ended this season, 12-month rehab. Hassan Whiteside had 23.16 rebounds. Sucks, man. It sucks. You know, I mean, it sucks. He was averaging over 20 a game, over six rebounds, almost three assists a game. Should not happen. Too young, man. Too goddamn young. And this I love. Okay, this I love. NBA reportedly is going, wants to rein in on the social media abuse, warns against mocking and ridiculing post against opponents or game officials. Like I like this language. You can't disparage, belittle, or embarrass an individual opponent or game official. You should not mimic or impersonate an opponent or game official in a negative manner. And you should not criticize officiating or NBA officiating, officiating person, I guess, program person. They also want to, they don't want the Twitter wars between players. Could lead to discipline by the league. You know what? It's getting crazy. And you know what? Hey, maybe maybe Phil Jackson should uh, stay off the social media because he's abusing one of his. How about when you're abusing one of your players? Yeah. How about how about not to just the players, but how about to everybody? Freaking idiots between players. How about Phil Jackson and his freaking garbage? What, what what's it gaining? It's turned into a circus. Hey, Mike Tirico. I was. I thought, why did would he leave Monday Night Football to go to NBC? Well. He knew his he knew his end game. Bob Costas is going to pass Olympic coverage, primetime coverage to Tariko for the 2018 Winter Games in South Korea. Coming in. Tariko, you did all right for yourself. You did all right for yourself. And I thought this was great. Uh St. Louis men's team played at St. Bonaventure last night, and they were waiting for their bus that never showed because the bus driver got a DWI. And they had to wait for another bus to take him. She, uh, woman, was, uh, yeah. I, I'm just like, wow. It's amazing. You would you hear stories like this. You're like, wait a minute. You're picking up these. You have these players' lives at your hands, and you're getting lit up before you got to pick them up. Because I'll tell you, I take the bus every day in New York, well, three, four days a week, and I'm I'm putting my life in this guy's hand, and I'm hoping you know, hey, he's under, he's good, and it's the same guy I see all the time, but. You're like, wow, you know, you trust these people and, you know, crazy things can happen. Carson Palmer is coming back in 2017 after mulling retirement. Couldn't be more excited. I thought he had a worse year. Uh, last year, he had over 4,000 yards this past season, 26 touchdowns, 14 INTs. They went 7-8-1. and one. He'll be 38 next December. And I was going to use a trivia question, and then I was like, this. I thought it was something cool. He has the third most TD passes, 285s without a Super Bowl appearance. 
I was like, wow, talk about a random freaking stat. Now, Carlson Palmer, to me, will always be remembered for last year's NFC Championship game against Carolina, where he sucked. And he sucked, actually, against the Packers, but they pulled it out, a game that they should have never, should never even been a problem. But I thought they were going to blow out Carolina Championship game, and he had one of the worst games I ever saw. And to me, well, you know what? The one year where he, I thought he was going to have a great year with Cincinnati, he got hit on the first... An 80-yard bomb. They lost that playoff game. He had a, uh, Kitnick came in. John Kitnick came in for him. But I thought that year they would have had a great team. And he seems like a nice guy. I read a great MMQB QB piece on him, on how he prepares for games. So he is a good guy. But that game pissed me off. Because I feel like you got to show up for those games. you got to show up. And the Falcons, they dismissed defensive coordinator... Richard Smith, 61 years old, and defensive line coach Brian Cox. I talked about him earlier. You know, how he, the one Super Bowl he played in, he actually was hurt. He only played five plays for the Patriots. I think it was the Patriots-Eagles game. And even Romeo Cornell says he doesn't have it. I'm not putting him in. So he had a bad taste. He thought, hey, this was going to be his chance to get a ring. Well, they both were let go. Smith had been with Quinn the last two years. Previously had been with the Broncos as linebacker coach. And Cox had spent the last three years with the Falcons. Gone. Now, they think the replacement's going to come from the staff. Could be defensive back coach Marquand Manuel or linebacker coach Jeff Ulbrich or Jerome Henderson, the defensive passing game coordinator. But how about that? Dan Quinn is shaking up the staff. Nice going, right? Wow. And the Niners, they're saying quarterbacks... Kirk Cousins, Shanahan worked with him as offensive coordinator back 2011-2012 uh, with the Skins when his dad was coach. Garoppolo, only 25, 94 career pass attempts with two starts in his career, both this past year. Cutler, his dad drafted him in 2006, the first down, first round. 51-51 and 51 last eight years with the Bears, 34 years old. You got Brian Hoyer. Shanahan was his offensive coordinator in 2014 with the Browns, went 7-7. Seven and seven. Last year, 1-4 with the Bears before breaking his left arm. I watched that game. He was having a pretty good game. That Actually, he had a bunch of 300-yard games, but they weren't doing much. They weren't winning games, but he was being very productive. And then Tony Romo, 248 touchdown passes, 21st in NFL history. But does he have a lot left in the tank? I think he does. I watched that one series against the Eagles last game of the season. He still has it, and he throws a beautiful ball, man. He throws a beautiful ball. And for the Pats, Michael Floyd, 51 days with the Patriots, made over one, almost made almost made 1.3 million, and a ring, didn't play in the AFC Championship game, and was inactive for the Super Bowl, was hurt. His total numbers with the Pats were four games, 42 yards, and a touchdown. Now, in the Premier League, you have to make 10 appearances to get a winner's medal. NFL, you can be with the team 51 days, make over one point, make 1.3 million, and, and this is on top of him getting picked up by the by the Patriots because the Cardinals dropped him because he had fallen asleep in a car at four o'clock in the morning. I understand these guys make so much money. Come on, someone pick me up, drive me home, do it. Hey, we've all driven times we shouldn't have. Driven. I, I'm not I'm not an angel, but these guys have a card to get this taken care of, man. They don't need to be in the car, but they you know. Stupid is as stupid does sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And UNC is... Gene Chizik is stepping down as defensive coordinator to spend more time with his family. I had heard, read that he was looking to go into TV 
And John Papuchis, the linebacker coach, is going to be the new defensive coordinator for Chiswick. He was Nebraska's defensive coordinator back in 2012 to 2014. Hey! And they also brought in North Texas defensive coordinator Mike Akeeler as the, well, it says co-defensive coordinator, but maybe he's going to work on her Papuchis. Who knows? And you know how we talk about long seasons? Well, Duke had their first spring football practice on February 3rd for the 2017 football season, two days before Super Bowl LI was officially played and ended the 2016 NFL season. No need to waste any time. And Gumbo Chef would like this one. Ed Orgeron, the the LSU head coach, in a one-week span, you know, he went to see recruits. He had 19 gumbos served to him. Now, you would think maybe he had enough, but no. He's going to be honored in La Rose, Louisiana, later this month for Coach O'Day, where he's, you know, his hometown, and he requested gumbo as a menu item. So he loves it. And Nick Saban said he is going to have the best coach available for the offensive coordinator. And Chip Kelly, maybe? I don't know. It's still up in the air. Well, the good thing about Chip Kelly, well, he'd have to go on the road and evaluate recruits because head coaches can't do that in in April and May anymore because back in 2008, Saban was working harder than everybody else and they changed that. That other coach was like, hey, I don't want to be working as hard as Nick Saban. I don't think they're, you know, they will, now they can text people, text the kids and everything. It's crazy. And that the National Signing Day turns into like a circus anyway. And it's interesting. They had a list of football players and Le'Veon Bell, all these guys that have had uh, David Johnson on the Cardinals, J.J. Watt were all two-star. Oh, uh, Russell Wilson. They were all two-star recruits or less. And J.J. Watt even said that. He goes, one-star, two-star, five-star, it doesn't matter. You still got to put the work in. I agree. Always have to put the work in. Hey, and FDU pulled out a win. They won at home today, 79-62 over Central Connecticut. I guess they played, they played earlier today. Did it in the snow, which is good. That always makes me happy. And they won 79-62 over Central Connecticut. Earl Potts Jr. had 21 Mustafa Jones had 15 for Central Connecticut. Malik Miller had 13 off the bench for FDU, the Knights. FDU breaks a three-game losing streak. They're 11-13 overall, 9-4 in the NEC. Central Connecticut State, 5-19, 3-10 in the NEC. They had beaten Mount St. Mary's at Mount St. Mary's, Mount St. Mary's on Saturday. And they lose today. Isn't it funny how college basketball but we were talking about it and I hey you know it's a different brand of basketball when you watch UNC Duke and you watch FDU it's just a different brand of basketball and it's amazing when you see these these teams from the smaller conferences win go in the tournament and win because the five guys just play amazing together because you really don't have a lot of depth and bench but I'll tell you hey you know what they got beat up early in the year FDU and they're playing some good ball man 9-4 and four in the conference nothing to shake a tail feather at they were 8-1 and one. Now they're nine to four, but they can go on a hot streak. They still got to play Mount St. Mary's and LIU Brooklyn. The two other, well, Mount St. Mary's actually was winning tonight. I think they pulled it out, but we shall see what FDU does. Come on, they play again on Saturday. All right. Ooh, do we have trivia questions? All right. Fewest sacks by an NFL team for an entire season. 
11 by the Baltimore Colts in 1982. Imagine that 11 sacks. They they only got 11 sacks to the team in 1982. That is that's a, that's a rough year. All right, tonight's trivia question: When was the last time the Yankees had a no hitter thrown against them? The last time the Yankees had a no hitter thrown against them. I got to ask that one to my buddy Frank the Lank. Folks, thanks. Have a good night. I'll talk to you soon. Peace out. <laughs>